girl. So I am so looking forward to ladies' night. I know. Margarita flights. Like, who knew that was a thing? It's always a thing, but we found a place that really makes it a thing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I cannot wait. But wait, I heard, like, maybe cocktails may not be the move. I don't know. What do you think? Well, we'll see. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, ooh, let's, yeah, let's get to it. So, ladies, get your cocktails. Get your water, your latte, whatever you choose. And get ready to get uninhibited with Uninhibit Her. This is your girl, Heather Dior. And Chrissy D. And woo, do we have a treat today. We're about to find out why it may not be a good idea to be having all those cocktails after all. Chrissy, introduce our amazing guest. We have the ultimate sex educator, the Goody Howard in the building. Yeah, we are so excited. Yes. Welcome, Goody. Welcome, Sorry, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Goody, just how are you? How are you doing today? I'm. You know, it's a beautiful day outside. I was having a really shitty day until I got in the car to drive over here, and it was just beautiful outside. And it just kind of impacts you different when you pay attention to all of it. So. Yeah, that's a great outlook. I mean, you know, I'm all about like being one with the universe and like. We had Earth Day the other day, and so it's just like, it's, you know, just we're truly appreciating the little things, mm-hmm. like you said. You could have, be having a terrible day, but then you're just like, wait, I'm about to meet some positive people, and we're going to, you know, just vibe together and enjoy this beautiful thing called life and mm-hmm. the beautiful sunlight. It was great. I had the windows cracked, so I had a cross breeze. Like, it was just all the, like, you know, all the senses yeah. were engaged. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Love it. Engage yourself with the day. You there have you to go. you have to reground and reset a lot of times and and just kind of center yourself in your own body. Mm-hmm. And when you ground and you're present in your own body and again experience non-sexual pleasure. Yeah. Mm. It just kind of you pay more attention to how you move through the world. It becomes more intentional. Mm-hmm. Non-sexual Ooh. pleasure. What does yes. that even mean? Oh my yeah. God. You just named so much of it though. Okay. Like what like the sun on your skin or like yeah. the way this feels when the wind blows through it mm-hmm. or you know when you have a hair product that smells amazing mm-hmm. right or you get a, mm. sup, a sip of your wine and you may wait on that first sip all day mm-hmm. right it's non-sexual pleasure we conflate pleasure with sex but that's but not it. so many things so much non-sexual mm-hmm. when you get in a hot bath when you first get in and all of your pores are just like <sighs> mm-hmm. that is a non-sexual pleasure that we overlook because we don't connect mm. it to pleasure, mm-hmm. right? But if you live sensually and experience non-sexual pleasure through all five of your senses, everything you do, you're going to engage all five of your senses. So when it's time to have sex, you get layers of pleasure, sight, sound, touch, taste, scent. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. So you're not like just sucking a dick. You're thinking about the firmness against the softness of your lips or the wetness of the tongue and how the roof of the mouth and the head of the penis fit perfectly together. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're 
engaged with the the sight, sound, touch, taste, and scent of it all. And so you're paying attention to when they hold their breath in anticipation for something you're going to do or when they relax their body with pleasure or like you're paying attention to all the things around you. It's like a new level of consciousness. It's it's a supreme. And we just celebrated 420 as well. And so... (laughs) New level of consciousness. (laughs) A body high is an amazing thing when you experience all things... Sensually. Right. Listen, I'm going to have a whole different outlook just based on this, just this chat right here. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. (laughs) So Goody, how did you even get into this? How did you become a sexologist? Like, I need to know the deets. Like, like, how did, yeah, like, tell me, how does it happen? Well, I've always been the freaky friend. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Shout out to the freaky friends. We out here. But, um, and I, I grew up in a very sex positive household. Sex positive, body negative household. Um, my parents were had an open relationship, and I couldn't prove it at the time. But I had lots of aunts and uncles that I couldn't explain. Uh-huh. And my oh. father passed away recently, and my mom told us that we that they did have an open relationship. Wow. And I was like, bitch, I knew it. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. Now, you know, I'm just thinking that's that's unheard of. Like, they probably set a precedent. And both my parents are doing. black. Uh-huh. Just, you know, because uh-huh. <laughs> people have questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and both my parents are black. And I'm, you know, 41 years old. So they were, you know, ahead of their time, I yeah, guess. Absolutely. But um Did you ask your mom, like, what made her want to have that? No, because mind? I knew she, I <laughs> You're know, like, I, I understand know. the, you know, being happily married and still being greedy. Um, and if your partner's on board, why the fuck not? But um <laughs> Is that something that you and your husband No, consider? no, no. He's not oh. he's not having that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm perfectly willing. I understand, you know, the difference I can separate love and sex. He used to could separate love and sex and then we got married and he Dissolved his understanding. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. I told him, I said, somebody come offer me money for him. You know what I'm saying? I got a price. I just don't know what it is. Decent proposal, huh? Listen, he was like, for real? I was like, listen, she come up with six figures. I'm going to make sure you bathe. I'm going to take you to the barbershop. We're going to get you a mani-pedi. You know what I'm saying? Get you a new outfit. You know what I'm saying? You will be served. You have all the condoms platter. and cock rings and lubes and batteries. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Go get go get this money, son. Like oh. the, the fuck. And then I'll pick you up for breakfast, and we'll have a great rich people breakfast. I don't understand. But that I bitch ain't it. me. He, we can have uh, you know other partners. That bitch ain't me. Like yeah. Good luck. I mean, I don't care about. I can separate love and sex. What I don't want mm-hmm. is another bitch out here thinking she next and knowing my business. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's the, so there that's are boundaries. The, there yeah, are parameters that's the deceit it, for but, me. You okay. can fuck her. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but is she know, does she know my business in my house? Mm-hmm. She got opinion on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She thinks she next. Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. There's an intimacy mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that there's a line for, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't think that sex is sex and love are different. How did you <laughs> how did you come to this realization of or this? I guess, like, the word I would use is maybe sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like, where you're not, I, where you separate Inhibition. Like, Yes, inhibition. Are, exactly. You <laughs> Great are, word. Yeah. Um, I think that it was, it's not a stack. I can't think of a point in time when the light came on for me. Yeah. Um, but I have been in relationships where I have loved someone I didn't like, loved someone I didn't trust, loved mm. someone I didn't respect. Mm. Right? Um, and so... 
you kind of separate these things out and compartmentalize them. And then as you grow through relationships, let's say you don't close the, the door all the way on the last one and here come the next one. And now you double, you know, have two relationships mm-hmm. and you can understand how you can care about somebody, care about more than one person. And it doesn't impact how I feel about the other person. There's nothing going on outside of my relationship with my partner, my husband, mm-hmm. that would change how I feel about him. You know what I'm saying? Only he can change. How, you know what I'm saying? Our, only our interactions can change. And when I was single, I say when I was pimping, because when I was single, <laughs> um, I, when I met my husband, I was like, listen, I like you, but I'm dating four other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're not exclusive till we had that conversation and it's something that we both want. Right. And he was like, I ain't worried about that shit. I'm worried about this shit. Okay. Mm. He was the only one that was worried about this shit, though. Everybody else was, where you going? What you doing? Mm-hmm. What they get you for your birthday? Blah, blah, blah. Like. If you're on a team, don't you worry about your time on the on the on the team. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about nobody else's playtime. Mm. You know, get your time together, right? Mm-hmm. I love that you were so open about that. Like well, I've I'm been played enough. When you've been played mm-hmm. enough and motherfuckers play in your face, like you get an understanding. And I had an understanding that you have a relationship with another person, it doesn't impact how you feel about me. Those two things are separate. But also be honest with me and let me make that choice. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. If I tell you I'm dating four other people, it don't matter. I'm not telling you if I'm sleeping with them. I'm not telling you any. I you know I'm entertaining people other than you. That's the information that you need to make a decision whether you're down with it or not. But I would rather at least respect your autonomy to make a choice than I'm trying to play out some game. That's how they say pimping ain't easy. That's why they say pimping ain't easy because people lying. Mm-hmm. If you it's real easy if you're telling the truth because you ain't got to remember your lies. So true. You know, and so being that, when you've been in relationships where you did the right things for the wrong people and you see those investments go down the drain, when you're single again, you figure out, mm-hmm. I need this from this person, this from this person. You date to figure out what you want, what you don't yes. want before you Absolutely. commit again. And so in so that smart. process for me, part of that was being open to getting to know multiple people at the same time, like men do, mm-hmm. instead of going yeah. one Okay, that's not a good one. One. No, that's... Because I'm like, how much time am I wasting? Who are here in my face when it's somebody that really is down? You know what I'm saying? And so when you you take a step back and just kind of view the dynamics of what's happening in those types of situations, Mm -hmm. when you truly are powerful, you take the position of power. The knowledge is the power. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to give you the information you need to make your decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, And, and I think that once we give people enough respect to let them make their own choices whether we like them or not because a lot of times we get, we fall out with people because we make we expect us out of them mm-hmm. or we think Ooh, that's we, good we think we so good how can you you got a good woman right here blah 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 but they may not see that for you they may not be who that's they, a gem they right be, there that might not even be who you present yourself to them you think wow. you was a yeah. good woman on paper, but how do you act? How do you navigate mm-hmm. negative emotion? How do you mm-hmm. communicate unhappiness? So many elements. Rejection. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, do you understand how to express hurt without anger? Like, these soft skills that all of us need as human beings to communicate interpersonally, a lot of us are lacking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to sit here and argue back and forth with you and you don't know what emotional intelligence is. <laughs> so true. You're yeah. going to learn by doing, and then you'll be back and go, Goody, you, you was talking some shit, and I just really wasn't even trying to hear it. Like, 
That is, but you know what, what you know? you're saying? I mean, I feel like people come to their realizations when when it's time for them. Right. So, you know, no matter right. what energy or whatever information you're giving to, to somebody, mm-hmm. it just it just depends on when they're going to receive and it. And I think, so. too, traditionally, which I say tradition is peer, peer, peer pressure from dead people, but um, traditionally, <laughs> women are socialized to get take what we can get, to, to date one person at a time, to yep. put all our eggs in one basket. Yep. Mm. Uh, we bring to the table, oh, we can cook, we can clean, we got our own place. We got you supposed to have that shit. Yep. I'm Cheers. supposed to have it and you supposed to have it. How were yep. you eating before I got here? Yeah. I can so cook, true. I can clean. So your house wasn't clean before I got here? <laughs> Cause we're gonna have a problem. We're gonna have to find us a maid. Right. Like right. that's you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when we put our put each, ourselves in these roles, you have to kind of figure out where you fit. Mm. And you can't figure out where you fit if you're holding on to tradition from dead people that it may have worked back then. Right. We had different things and less options. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we had kids, like thousands of them. I don't even know how women did it back then. They had like 10, 12 children at the same body. Mm -hmm. Like, bless y'all. Seriously. (laughs) Bless y'all. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I am blessed for my one. I'm done. (laughs) Okay. I was... I'd have more than one, but I, when I was I was cool with one. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I had one for twelve years. We was straight. <laughs> Not so much anymore. <laughs> but like, we don't have that. Like we we're, but when you stretch out from from those gender norms and you just say, okay, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just hold on to because this worked back then. I have different choices now. The world is different now. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for me? What does marriage? I had a, I was talking to a girl the other day and she was like, well, marriage just ain't for me. Because I just don't see me being a wife. And I was like, listen, no one wants to be a wife. Anybody that wants to be a wife has never been a wife. That shit's hard. Mm. Goody, <laughs> you are so right. That shit is overrated as hell, ain't it? <laughs> I, <laughs> that wife-mother shit is a hustle. You know, it's so funny. Like, one of my old coworkers, I'll never forget what she told me. She said, people that are single want to be married, mm. and people that are married want to be single. It's like, we can never be happy. Yeah, nobody me. is happy. <laughs> the grass always looks greener. Yes. That's the grass you water. That's what I'm saying. There you the, go. Water, the grass you there water you looks greener. Yep. But when you, when we, like, that's what's happening. But but, but our definitions of marriage are, are the weight, are the mm-hmm. shackle. Mm-hmm. I don't want a husband. I have a partner. I had a husband. He's a husband. That's divorce. Ooh, we got a we I got love a shiny that. new one. And he's a partner. And when you call a thing yes. a thing, they rise to that title. A husband just go to work, bring home his check, and get the big piece of chicken. That's not, nobody want that. He a don't partner. cook, he don't clean, he don't help mm. with kids, he don't do nothing. A partner is going to say, okay, well, I'm, I don't care about washing clothes. I don't care about cooking. Okay, well, you do that, I'm going to do that. Bet. So we know those things are always done. It doesn't matter whose gender is doing what. Are you good at that shit? No. Okay, well, are you good at that shit? Yes. I put together every piece of furniture in my house because I'm the handy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're okay with that because I'm you don't cool. mind and you know that that's what you are good at. I would rather do it than have him do it and fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I would just do it. like. So you have found, like, what you're good at or, yeah. you know, what what you are, you know, able to bring to the table. I mean, I'm what... bossy. And, I'm, and my daddy raised me. Like, he wouldn't let me drive my car until I could change my own tire and change my own oil. Okay. Like he was not having it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that I was I've been, you know, the world kind of made me the man of my dreams. And <laughs> then I I needed a man that was more man than me. Mm. Mm. And so let that marinate. Yeah, mm-hmm. let that settle. So that's what had happened. Okay. And then the universe sent me a grown up. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. 
And so, I, but that's that's what it was. Like, I, I, he's more man than I am. And that's what, that's what, it, that's what my issue was. Because I was like, man, what, get, the, get the fuck out of here. Like, come <laughs> on. But he balances me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget we were at a meeting and I was pissed because the meeting was disorganized. It was shit everywhere. Nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was late. I was like, this, this was my meeting. Like, I was mm-hmm. just, oh, I was over there seething and he knew mm-hmm. it. And he put his hand on top of my head. He said, baby, this is not the time to be the chief. This is the time to be the Indian. There you go. There and you I go. was like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they right. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. It's like, but that support, the support right, but he, that he, he provided. He, he, he so, saw me. He was yeah. like, this ain't even, these ain't your monkeys. <laughs> this ain't your show. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. you upset about some shit that would not have gone this way if it was you. So just don't be upset about it because this ain't your meeting. Right. Right. And I'm sitting over there like seething and he was just like, this is not yeah. the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, he right. And I was like, did he just handle me? I, and I was sitting there by myself, and I'm looking around by myself, like, did he just handle me? But the way he did it, Goody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the delivery. The delivery. It's Absolutely. not what you say; it's how you say yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he handled you in the right like way. How I did it. Like exactly. Was, in that moment, he was more man than me. Well, and then you, that brings up another point of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. because yes. he was able to read you. Mm-hmm. He was able exactly. to read the environment to yes. see what you needed, and then boom, he applied. Yeah. So. He speaks Goody very well. <laughs> there you go. I don't even have to say shit. We be across the room and he'll just come get me. Because I'll be like, and another thing. He, and he just come get me. Just connects well. I love it. Yeah. So I noticed that you work a lot with mar- marriage couples or marriages. Oh, you had that on your um, Instagram. You were on... You'd gone to... You were at some seminar or something. Like- yeah, I was, at, I was speaking. We were doing... It's it's physical intimacy was what I was focused on. It was the rideology class, and we had it for the partners and stuff. So tell me, like, <laughs> what were some of the biggest things that those couples were needing um, that you could assist with? Well, typically, it's the well, the, the receiving partner doesn't want to get on top or stay on top or doesn't really feel comfortable up there, et cetera. So I have a class called Rideology that helps address those oh. things. Uh, you get on top with confidence, control, and stamina. Um, and then there was a, a divide. You know, the orgasm gap is real. And so there's a divide on the receiving partners feeling satisfied with the sex that they were having versus the partners with the penises mm-hmm. feeling about the sex they were having. So the, all of the male, you know, parts were satisfied with the sex they were mm-hmm. having, but the receiving partners all were on the fence. Like, it's a 50-50 shot. And so communicating that, uh-huh. navigating that space between knowing even what your pleasure looks like yeah. to being able to communicate it to your mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. because your orgasm is your responsibility, but TV has told you that mm-hmm. it's your partner's responsibility. Mm-hmm. They're going to mm-hmm. get theirs regardless. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you need to know where your pleasure is so that you can connect to that through that person so that you're satisfied as well. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Is the G-spot real? Absolutely. Mm. The G-spot is actually the internal access point to the clitoris. Okay. So the clitoris is a whole organ to uh, to itself, mm-hmm. and it's it straddles, splits over the opening of the vaginal canal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it sits at a slant, and when it's engorged, it fills up with blood. Uh-huh. So it all of this... This right here is the top of the clitoris, but that's the vaginal canal. That's the G-spot. Okay. So when you're aroused, it plumps up through the vaginal canal right there. Okay. So, no, it's real. Mm, It's real. And squirt is not pee. 
Oh, so we'll have to talk about that too. But okay, because that that was another thing. But okay, yeah. No, I have a workshop called O, and it's um we go over all of the eighteen different types of orgasms and how to get to them with and without a partner. Um, but we go over squirting as for a very very long okay, time. Hold on, I have another question about squirting. <laughs> Can anyone squirt, or is this something that you know is pretty okay? So. Every woman that was assigned female at birth uh-huh. has the physical capability to squirt. Okay. Because we know not all women were born were assigned female at birth. So true. Wouldn't make space for all of our folks, right? True. Um, so yeah, you have the physical capability to squirt, but it's like a consider it like a six pack, like a stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has the physical capability to have a six pack, mm-hmm. but it takes focus and nurture and attention to get to that. Same thing with the squirting. So you have to be connected to your pleasure, relaxed, recognize the sensations, allow to let them flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're having sex that you enjoy, mm-hmm. keyword enjoy, mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to pee, it's not pee. It's physiologically impossible for an aroused human to urinate unless you're experiencing sexual incontinence and you will know. Mm. Mm. You will know. It will not be any guessing about that. Um, but if you're having sex that you enjoy and you feel the sensation that you have to pee, just relax and let it flow. That's the squirting orgasm. And once you let it go, you can't stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Just know that. But that sensation, because you'll be like, wait, 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 I got to pee, I got to pee. And Mm -hmm. you go run and try to pee and you Uh can't pee. Mm -hmm. Because you just stopped your orgasm. Okay. Well, yeah, no, just like men can come and pee from the same hole, so can women. Hmm. Well, cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> so speaking of cheers, tell us about why you do not drink. <laughs> well, I don't drink uh, on the whole because cocktails make your pussy dry. Um, huh. Alcohol, caffeine, sugar, they all dry us out. Oh, Lord. They dry out the body, okay. right? And so if you're not properly hydrated, meaning at least half your body weight ounces in water a day, then... When your sexual function starts, you know, the wetting, the arousing, the blood flow and all of that, if you're not properly hydrated, arousal is blood flow. Mm -hmm. So your blood's not going to flow the way it's supposed to. So your clitoris is not going to get as plump. Your pussy's not going to get as wet. The lips are not going to plump up. The pupils dilate. The nipples sprout. All these things happen are going to happen a little slower because if you're not as hydrated, your blood is not moving the way it's supposed to. And it may take a little bit more because your skin is not going to be as supple because that's part of the sexual function. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Then your wetness is going to be challenged because you can't get wet from nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're dried out from all the sugar and caffeine and cocktails. Right? Mm-hmm. And alcohol. And then if you are a squirter, you'll squirt less because you're not as hydrated as you'd like to be because of the sugar, the caffeine, and the alcohol. Whereas if you aren't a squirter and you're properly hydrated, it'll be easier to become a squirter because arousal is blood flow. So when you're hydrated, your blood, your clit plumps up firmer, which plumps the clit on the inside, the G-spot further out, like it makes it easier to hit. Um, It helps with wetness and all of that. If you're not a squirter, it'll help you become a squirter. If you are a squirter, you'll squirt more, right? Because you can't squirt dust. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you just you just can't. Yeah, right. But also your orgasms will be stronger because orgasms are muscle contractions. Mm-hmm. And if you're properly hydrated, your muscles are functioning at peak levels. Mm-hmm. So they're functioning okay. stronger. It makes so perfect sense. This is a regular orgasm. This is a hydrated orgasm. OK. Right. Uh-huh. So that's for any body part, any type of orgasm. And this is male and female. This is all human beings. OK. 
All right. Water is, if you do a water challenge, I say do 14 days mm -hmm. of nothing but water. Okay. If you drink anything that's not water, double it in water within an hour. Okay. Like if you drink that, uh -huh. you drink twice as much as that in water within an hour. Okay. You will notice a difference in how your food tastes, how well you sleep. You'll notice mm -hmm. a difference in your vision because when you're hydrated, your eyes are wetter mm -hmm. and you can focus better. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll notice the way your kisses feel when you do have sex, when you're aroused. You'll notice a difference in your wetness, pleasure centers, all of that mm -hmm. by day 14. Okay. I'm on it. <laughs> Chrissy's like, sign me up. <laughs> so speaking of that, is it true that, you know, when they say if you eat pineapple, mm -hmm. that it just makes everything sweeter? <laughs> yes and no. Down low. <laughs> so the, so the, the short answer is yes and no. So it's not like if you eat pineapple, you'll taste like pineapple. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happens is you have a natural baseline of how your body tastes. If you eat fruits and vegetables and you're properly hydrated, they have a great balanced diet. You'll be sweeter and it'll be more fluid. Like it'll be less viscous, less thick. Right. If you're eating lots of beef and, and meat and alcohol and beer and things like that, it's going to make you more bitter, taste more strong, mm -hmm. right? And so when you're having the fruits and vegetables, the natural sugars in the fruits, those specific fruits like strawberries, oranges, citrus fruit, pineapple, things like that, the natural sugars in those sweetens up. So you'll go from bitter to sweeter. You won't taste like pineapple, but it'll be sweeter. Mm -hmm. Right. But it also takes at least 20, 24 hours to get into your system. You can't have right. pineapple at lunchtime and think you're going to be sweeter by dinner. <laughs> That's not how okay. it works. <laughs> but then there are like those pills that you can take to be sweeter, but it's like a mm -hmm. vitamin that you take mm -hmm. every day. It's mm -hmm. fructose. Yeah. It's fucking fructose. It's Which, sugar. Yeah, yeah, but that defeats. Yeah, no. Okay. It's sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that's it. Defeats the purpose mm -hmm. of being mm -hmm. natural and clean mm -hmm. and huh? Interesting. It does so for couples that may be struggling mm -hmm. in the area of the bedroom or intimacy. Mm -hmm. What advice can you provide to them? Do you think is it? Start with that emotional intelligence. Make sure you're in tune with one another. I think that's a big part of it mm -hmm. because the most most intimacy concerns, intimacy is what happens when you're not having sex. Mm -hmm. And so most intimacy concerns that show up in the bedroom are because of issues that you're having with your clothes on. Mm -hmm. And it's just how that shit shows up for you because most receiving partners feel like they have more power in the bedroom. So that's where they exert their power when they're unhappy with the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why typically you hear sex as a weapon and things like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. because that's what we do. It's mm -hmm. it's not okay to do that, but mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's how people assert their their mm -hmm. their power. Mm -hmm. And so typically it's just something outside the bedroom. So we do lots of activities to help them connect on how they communicate because just because I said it don't mean you heard me. Right. True. If you speak in French and I speak Spanish, we're saying the same shit, but we don't know it because we're not speaking the same languages. Right. And so we really work on communication because that sex is very, very intimate form of communication. Mm -hmm. And so people don't even realize how big a part of pleasure interpersonal skills are. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody that don't know how to talk, don't know how to speak to you, mm -hmm. they always yelling or what have you. They don't read those social cues as well. Mm -hmm. That's part of intimacy. That's part of arousal. That's part of attraction. It is. But we don't give it enough credit. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know? Yeah. We think about sex. We don't think about that as a part of sex. But it is. Because if I don't even like you, we can't get to the sex. Right. You're right. You're dismantling that connection. Yes. So. It's like, ah! <laughs> you know, constantly having to rebuild. I mean, it's Correct. just it's well, it's it's awful. Who wants to do that? Who signs up for that? Mm-hmm. So for those married couples that mm-hmm. may be having that challenge, mm-hmm. that are just they see each other every day, they're thinking about okay, I have bills. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like when we were dating. Right. It's real life. I see you every day. Mm-hmm. Bills, business, and babies. There you go. What advice do you have? to where they can get to that intimacy, to where they can speak that same love language. Mm, Okay, well, first, know your love language. And I would say take it every year on your birthday because just like your food palate changes, your emotional palate changes. Your needs change. Yes, yes. Your needs change. As one love language is being spoken, then another one arises. Uh Uh-huh. So Uh true. So they're circuitous. You want to take it every year just to reassess. So know your love language currently. Mm-hmm. Right. And then be aware of your partners and then figure out how to speak it, how to speak their language your way with your accent. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the that's what it, when we talk about love languages. But the first thing I would tell you, if you have children, mm-hmm. fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Goody, wait a minute. Fuck wait a minute. Kids. What does that mean fuck specifically? <laughs> Goody, you are just too much. I love it. <laughs> Listen. Fuck them kids, y'all. Listen, when you when you become a parent, you get so wrapped up in being a parent, you forget to be a partner. Mm. Fuck them kids. You can make more of them. If the zombie apocalypse happens, you can make more of those. <laughs> you can't make more partners. Mm. Fuck them kids. Because we get so wrapped up in parenthood that we lose touch with partnerhood. And then when they grow up and move away and go to college, now I'm looking at you, you looking at me. <laughs> And you don't even know each other And we don't know anymore. each other. How, and we don't like each other. It's like, right, like, And now I don't like your ass either. Ain't <laughs> yeah. no buffer now. Right. For, now we not mommy and daddy. Now we got to be husband and wife uh-huh, again. Uh-huh. And that. it's like, who, how, what? But you have to, so you have to nourish that. You have to take yeah. time. I encourage couples with that. children. You know how you take family pictures? Mm-hmm. Take some pictures by yourself without them kids. <laughs> because every picture you have for the rest of your life going to have them damn kids in it. But listen, nourish the relationship that made those kids. Amen. Because we forget about it so Mm -hmm. often, and that's how the the disconnect happens because we focus on something outside the relationship instead of nourishing the relationship. Mm -hmm. So when I say fuck them kids, I mean don't lose sight of your partnership Mm -hmm. for the parenthood. Yeah. You know, take a date night, take a staycation, you know, just go to a hotel close to the house. And then get somebody to stay at the house with the kids. My kids are older. I have a stepdaughter that's 24, a stepson that's 22, a son that's 17, and a daughter that's five. Mm-hmm. So they keep her. Mm-hmm. And we go. And I order home. pizza. And we leave. Mm-hmm. And she'll be fine. Built-in babysitters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I try to compensate them, you know. <laughs> If they're watching her so I can go make money, I'll give them, you know, right, some right. coins. Uh-huh. But I didn't get that luxury. I just wake <laughs> right. up and parents is like, gone. I guess I'm babysitting today. I, there you go. <laughs> fuck yeah. your plans. Fuck what you had to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't do my kids like that. Yeah. I try to be like, hey, so you have plans on Thursday? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm leaving. <laughs> so, I okay, so let's go back to when you had said earlier that you have partners that you may not necessarily you love, but you don't necessarily like. Because I have heard that a lot mm. where it's like people have wives or husbands that they're married to. Yeah. 
And that's their partner. That's their wife. But they don't like them. Mm-mm. How did? How do you navigate that? Like, you don't leave. Bye. Well, I can't. So, <laughs> I have, I have loved someone that I didn't like. I was like, man, if we weren't fucking, I would not fuck with you. Like I thought it out loud. That's that's craziness. And we don't think about it like that because we think if I love you, everything will fit into place and love conquers all. Love by itself is not enough. You got to love them, like them, trust them, and respect them. And if you don't have at least three of those, mm-hmm. you're not, you don't have no tripod to stand on. Mm-hmm. That's you, some perspective. You, right you there. don't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can, I've loved people that I didn't trust. Mm-hmm. I've loved people that I didn't respect. Mm-hmm. I ain't never re-respected anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it for you. Once I don't respect you, it's it for you. Yeah. So why am I still with you? Because I love him. So what? If I if I don't respect him as a human being. That's real. You know, that's no. I'm like, you chew too loud. Yeah. Everything you do is gonna piss it's me off. Why you blinking like that? Yeah, done that. Yes. <laughs> you know, don't I don't think we should fool ourselves. You can mm-hmm. love somebody and, and that doesn't mean being with them. Yeah. You can forgive someone and that doesn't mean giving them access to you again. Yeah. You have to make sure that you put in place the boundaries that you need, but man. <laughs> yeah. So what is it that most women try to talk to you about when it comes to sexuality or, you know, just pleasure or intimacy? Either they haven't never had an orgasm or they've never had a vaginal orgasm. Um, they are curious about positions or being on top. Lots of questions about being on top. Um, relationship questions that really boil down to you don't respect dude. It's <laughs> 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 like you don't respect him. That's it. You think your dick's bigger. And there's no coming back from that. It's not. You can't. How you gonna re-respect somebody? Yeah. Because now the respect I gave you is pity respect. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants that? No one And then wants you'll that. be easily triggered, I feel like. Like, even if you can, like, you know, get to a point of just understanding, mm. they're going to do something else that's going to, you mm-hmm. know, snap it Because I don't respect you, and, you either. Like, yeah, you here and yeah. I don't even respect you. Like, yeah. when you don't respect something, it's just like the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Mm-hmm. And when you don't respect it, like, you're just like, it's whatever. It's a non-factor. It's whatever. <laughs> I would hate for somebody to feel like that about me yeah. that I give a fuck about. Yeah, it doesn't sound. That would be awful. Like I'm like, no, get mad. Situation. Feel something about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, you pay me dust. Yeah, that's terrible. You can't come back from dust. Yeah. You know that is so true. When it's one thing when your partner is like getting upset with you, because mm-hmm. that's when you know that they care. Yeah. But when they start being like, yeah, you know what, I'm just. I'm just doing what I need to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's when you need to be worried because they're no longer there. They're just yep, they're, they're just existing mm-hmm. yep. with you. Mm-hmm. They checked out. Oh, that is so good. Mm-hmm. My goodness. This has been <laughs> so great. I did have one other question, though. So when you had mentioned earlier the difference between an orgasm, like maybe some women have never had an orgasm mm-hmm. vaginally. Mm-hmm. What, what if what that's that the case? Mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means you're normal. Because the media <laughs> has told us that the vaginal orgasm is a thing. But no one's going to come from just in and out, in and out. That's not... 
the pleasure. It's the ankle and the stroke and the grind and the thrust. That, you know okay. what I'm saying? It's all uh-huh. the stuff working together. It's not just this, uh-huh. right? Okay. So, the, so the vaginal orgasm is a perfect storm of pressure and girth and firmness and wetness and mm. angle and stroke and, and intimacy and, i'm sure and, yeah. possibly yeah. possibly mm-hmm. huh. maybe not oh okay it just i mean i mean there's like you don't have the love we're talking about <laughs> you know i mean all of this is like biological yes like i mean these it's are, a complete science chemistry to adds to it for sure yeah. you can't you can't you can't enumerate spiritual connection. You can't enumerate chemistry. But the physicality of it, mm-hmm. it's, it takes all of those things to create the perfect storm that is a vaginal orgasm. Because a vaginal orgasm is a blended orgasm. Mm. It's not just this. No one comes from just this. Who the f- No one's doing that. And TV tells us that that will happen. That for all of, to go like this and then you... For our listeners that can't see oh, you, can't see what's, okay. what's this? Explain. It's just like yeah. the insertion. Like I'm doing like the closed hand and then you put your finger in and out. <laughs> like <laughs> like when you were in school, you're like, yeah. Imitating. <laughs> right. Imi- yeah, in, imitating P and V, penis uh-huh. and penetration. <laughs> no one just comes from a penis going in and out and in and out. No one does that. It's other things. It's, you know, it's pressure, it's angle, it's stroke, it's girth, it's it's firmness, it's all these different things that that work together to yeah. create that eruption. Mm-hmm. And TV tell you that that's not it. TV that tell is you so it's true. a couple of pumps and it's over. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like this magical experience. Yeah. Yeah. To Those home. love novels yeah. and TV. Yeah. It's right. just like, and then it makes the woman think, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And I did like something that you said earlier where, you know, a lot of times we as women are like, well, our partner needs to make us achieve that level. No. Nope. It's on us to it's help ownership. them achieve and get to that. If you don't know your pleasure, how can you communicate it to a partner? Yeah. So that leaves you in the dark on how to communicate what you like because you don't even know what you like, so. let alone can communicate it. And that's why I think that self-pleasure and masturbation are something that are overrated for women specifically um, because if you know you, then you can tell somebody else you. Thank you for getting to that because I was just about to ask you, <laughs> do you advocate for masturbation? Absolutely. I think everyone should masturbate. I think everyone should masturbate because then you know your body, you learn your body, mm-hmm. you learn your pleasure, you learn what you like, and then you can communicate that to a partner. And when you know that you can please yourself, there's a level of confidence that comes with that. There's a level of self-awareness that comes with that mm-hmm. that can't be duplicated. So now you have at least that you know you, this other partner is here because you want them here, not because you need them here because you can mm-hmm. do that part mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. if you have to, right? Um think enjoying your body and enjoying exploring your pleasure also connects to your sexual intelligence and your sexual confidence. Mm. So then when it does time come time to be with a partner, you do have more command over your own body and you are more aware and engaged to your pleasure. I have male clients that have sex with women that say they can tell the difference between having sex with a woman that masturbates and having sex with a woman that doesn't because mm. the woman that doesn't is not as engaged in the pleasure as the woman that does. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, then. interesting because uh-huh. the woman that does knows what she likes. Uh-huh. Exactly. And she's ah. more... Because there's some reason. If, I mean, and I'm not saying that you have to have to enjoy masturbating. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But if you at least have tried it, then you can say that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have this stigma associated with self-pleasure mm-hmm. that is keeping us unliberated. Mm. If you try it and you don't like it, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you don't try it because of reason A, B, C, D, I got a man or I got a partner, I don't have to, try, I don't have to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Why not? 
Right. Why wouldn't you? Do it and videotape it and send it to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, no face, no case. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking at it in a one-sided way, mm-hmm. but there's there are benefits for your partner like you said, if you are engaging with yourself mm-hmm. or if you know yourself in that way. So. Yeah, and you can engage together. You can mutually masturbate, be in the same room at the same time, and you're doing you and he, they're doing them. Whoa, 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 Goody. Wait a minute. I don't know if the people are ready for that, but... I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a thing. And you can kind of, like, engage with each other without engaging each other. And uh-huh. it's intimacy building and energy exchange. And you still contribute to each other's orgasm, but not in a physical, present way. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Right, and then you get to see how they like to be touched, Mm -hmm. and then when it's your turn to touch them, you can touch them like that, and it's different, and it'd be better because when they do it, they know what's next. Right. When you do it, they don't. Mm. So not only is it game tape, Mm -hmm. right? You figure out how how that person likes to be touched, etc., and you can duplicate it. But again, it's intimacy building, it's energy exchange, it's chemistry excitement, it's all these different things that are soft benefits to sexual engagement. That is a deep level of connection. I don't think, maybe we're not talking about it, but I don't know that people are doing that. And I think maybe, I don't know that they have that level of connection with their partner Mm. to be with themselves in a moment or watch, Mm. you know, their partner engaging or doing things that they like to themselves to learn Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I I don't know that people are ready for that. I mean... I think people are if they think if they know it's a thing. I don't think yeah. people the box that we've all been given doesn't include that. True. So True. if you know that it's a thing, mm-hmm. that's Katie, I love that when you're saying the box. Mm-hmm. People have this preconceived notion that this is what they need to stay within. Mm-hmm. I love that you're like just for what? Who watch your partner there? please himself or herself to see what they enjoy. And you do the same. Mm-hmm. And then when you come together physically, you can rein- or you can do that to you them. Can, you can have, or even reinvent it or add to it. Next to your partner and y'all and you're pleasing yourself and they're pleasing themselves and they just reach over and grab your leg or some shit. They mm-hmm. don't even like it doesn't even have to be a, a genital engagement. Mm-hmm. But then you get to see how you engage with your own body. So it's like I'm watching you connect to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very intimate space to be very in. Very intimate. And so I think that's part of why it's chemistry building and intimacy mm-hmm. building because it's there's a vulnerability and a rawness in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That can't be mimicked. It can't be faked. It can't. Yeah. This is so, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so. I thought we was going to talk about dildos and stuff. Uh, well, I mean, okay. We so like we to are pull the layers back. Pleasure. We like to I'm get a, deep. I'm excited about it because I rarely get to have conversations. And I would say the last few interviews that I've done have really been exciting for me because Good. we Good. didn't get to just talk about the all the stuff that I normally have to talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There are things that, that are a part of being a sexologist and being a cultural critic of sexuality in this right. country, in this space, that gives me a, a certain set of skills that are bigger than just knowing about orgasms and which lubricant to use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when people hear sex, and they see my shirts that say S-E-X-E-D-U, they don't see the E-D-U, they just see the S-E-X. Oh, of course. For most sure. people. True. So yeah. when they hear sex, they shut down, and then it shuts down to whatever their limitation of sex uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, it's it's. I'm talking about humanity and human variance, and right. say, oh, you know, God don't make mistakes, and trans folks, and blah blah blah. And I'll say, how dare you limit God? Who said that God made a mistake? Mm-hmm. You said God made a mistake. How dare you? Mm. 
How dare you? Perhaps trans folks exist because their testimony is going to look different. Mm-hmm. Been around since the beginning of time because their testimony looks different. Mm. How dare you limit God and say it's a mistake because of your understanding? It's mm. a real statement. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. part of the sex-positive journey of being a more sex-positive person in the way you move through the world. You start to question everything. And so when you start to question why you feel a certain way about a sexuality topic, you start to question why you feel a certain way about another topic and another topic. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, the natural, the, you know, the crabs in a basket mentality. Well, mm-hmm. the natural habitat of the crab ain't the basket. Mm. Who put the crabs in the basket? Wow. Woo! Never even Goody, it you like are that, so yeah. right. Yeah. But we don't think about that. We worry more about the crabs in the basket. How the fuck the crabs get in the basket? Mm. Humans always putting their hands and stuff that they don't belong, just putting the crabs in the basket. That's how they got it. Correct. They put them in a box. Correct. <laughs> and they're pulling them out, pulling other crabs down because they want to get out of this box because that's not where they were that's meant to be. That's not where they're from. There you go. Exactly. There you go. Because crabs work together in nature. That's why they was grabbing onto each other in the basket because that's what they do in nature. Oh, what? look at that. Mm. Mm. But we just, don't think about it. No. Because that's not what we were told. No. We, no. we we were told crabs in the basket. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought about the crabs, how the crabs got in the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So we just keep feeding it to each other. So let me ask you, can you define sex positive? What exactly does that mean? For me, sex positive means operating in a space of sex and sexuality without shame or stigma. Okay. Period. That could be about anything. That could be about why, you know... Uh, a three-year-old in a bikini is sexy, is, is, oh, she's too little for a bikini, but it's 118 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Why are you sexualizing this three-year-old? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Mm-hmm. You know, but, oh, I'm not, I'm just, you know, she need to put some clothes on. There's some men coming over. Well, which men is we allowing in here that's a problem for this baby? Mm-hmm. Then, then why wouldn't you question the men that you're allowing in the house, not the baby having mm-hmm. to put on clothes in 108? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sex-positive reframe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, when you see a little baby in a bikini, you feel you take offense? It's mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. It's a swimsuit. Exactly. It's an innocent baby. Right. Why do we? Why that's us? That's a us thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And rather than confront that, we want to cast it onto the baby or the or the parent for buying the swimsuit for the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But why you were like that's a three year old? You that's you. Right. That's a you. Right. Yeah. But we don't think about that because that's not how we were. That's not how it was framed for us. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the sex positive reframe is questioning why you feel the way you feel about the shit you feel about. Mm-hmm. The first reaction that you're going to have to anything is your traditional reaction. And like I said, that's the peer pressure from dead people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Your mm-hmm. traditional socialized reaction is your gut. That's the, mm-hmm. But then that's the one you question. OK, well, why do I feel like that? Mm-hmm. Then you may genuinely feel that way, but you got to get there for yourself. Right. Not a traditional answer, but the chosen answer for you. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. part of a sex positive exploration, because once you start to question those things about sexuality that you don't even realize are about sexuality, mm-hmm. then you start to question other things that you were traditionally always thought to be whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a homegirl said she was never going to get married, and I was like, why? She's like, I don't want to be, I can't see me as a wife. I said, well, that you define what a wife looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So whatever you think traditionally a wife is, obviously you don't feel like that's you. Right. That's okay. Mm-hmm. If marriage is what you want, mm-hmm. you get to define what marriage looks like for you. But traditionally we don't get to define what marriage looks like right. for us. This is what a wife does. This is what you do. That's what you signed up for. We don't get to redefine what that looks like for us. 
Right. When we used to, like I say, partner, not only does partner help with when you call a thing a thing, they rise from husband to partner. Mm-hmm. When you call them partner, mm-hmm. they strive to be a partner. Mm-hmm. And then you go from father to parent because fathers do way less than parents do. Mm-hmm. But fathers are disciplinarians and they go outside and play. And, right. you know, parents do way more than that. Parents are caregivers. Mm, so I say good. I'm a partner and parent. I'm not a wife and mother. Mm. You know, but not only does that help me rise to those things, because as a mother, I was caring so much. But as a parent, I can give these other things off my mother plate to the other parent because that parent's also a partner. I love that. Right. I don't have. Yeah. So it enlightened my load as a parent. Right. As opposed to being a mother, mm-hmm. it lightened me to be able to connect to my kids different. And to be able to connect to my co-parent different because that's the, that's the shit on his plate now. Some shit that he got to do. Mm-hmm. My five-year-old won't even let me give her a bath. She want daddy to give her a bath because daddy let the bath toys come in. He get the music popping. <laughs> Mommy say take a bath. Right. In right. and out. Let's in go. and out. Toys, toys schmoys. Get in, get out. So she don't like when mommy give her a bath. She, mommy, uh, daddy is good at baths. Mommy is good at hair. Duly, duly noted. <laughs> That's why mommy has beautiful hair. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my second so in my whole life. I'm so excited. It's fab. It's fab. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been absolutely amazing. <laughs> so I mean, fun. you. Yes. I mean, good. You've been such a treat, such a delight. Thank you. I have learned so much. What I want you to do is tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you. For questions, if they need some, you know, sexual assistance, whatever. All the things. Sex toys, yes. classes, all yes. of Yes. Um, well, my name is Goody. That's my legal name. And everyone always asks me things. So I'm Ask Goody on everything. Okay. Uh, at Ask Goody on all social media platforms that matter. <laughs> I love it that matter. <laughs> don't go looking for me on Triller. I'm not over there. Um, Triller, oh my god! I don't even know what that is. I was, I was like, like never heard of it. What is that? <laughs> don't even know what it is, but I have a 17-year-old. Apparently, it's a thing. Okay. Don't well, look you, for me listen, over there. Goody, you better get into it because that might be the next thing. What I do, I do go in when I learn about him. I go in and get my name. Uh-huh. I might not do shit on there. Right. But I got right. my, Until you need it. I have Until a Snapchat. I have not snapped nor chatted. <laughs> <laughs> I have not ticked nor talked. <laughs> but ask Goody, I have those. Um, but I'm as good on everything. Uh, my website is askgoody.com. Email address is askgoody at gmail.com. Um, and all of the things, like all, like if you if you want to get into sex toys, but you don't know what sex toys right for you, or mm-hmm. like I have classes and and forms and consults for everything. Wonderful. Oh well, thank you. It has been, been an absolute pleasure, a mm-hmm. treat, yeah, a true goodie. How about yes! that? Yes, to have yes. you on Uninhibited Her. So remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Uninhibit Her. That's U-N-I-N-H-I-B-I-T-H-E-R. And just continue to stay uninhibited with Uninhibit Her. 